We love a little bit of drama around here. Secrets, affairs, backstabbing, betrayal. Prime Video has it all included. Like the new history-bending love story, My Lady Jane, and the sexy romantic new movie, The Idea of You, starring Anne Hathaway. Or add-on channels like Max for drama-filled favorites like HBO original The White Lotus. Find your happy place. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra and on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriassecret.com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond, but at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. St. Bonaventure Mission works to provide Navajo families with many of the things people never think about. Whether it's fresh water, clothing, or many other necessities, St. Bonaventure Mission provides support to the Eastern Navajo Reservation. The mission is often the last and best hope in their struggle to survive among poverty and hardships. So please go to this website and make your donation to St. Bonaventure. It's stbonaventuremission.org. Your donation will go a long way in providing much-needed everyday items people may take for granted. St. Bonaventure VentureMission.org. Today's daily highlight from Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. Fair. <laughs> uh, all right. So Thursday, sat down with Jelly Roll. He came in uh, for, during his lunch hour. He just woke up, and we had a great conversation. And all of this will be included on the podcast, uh, uh, Thinking Out Loud, which will be out next week with Jelly Roll. So we started talking about his tour. Y'all, did you know he is doing a forty-four city tour and he's basically sold out jelly roll is selling out everywhere he goes wow. Good for him. it's kind of crazy so that's where the conversation starts let me give you a little bit right here look at this 44 sold out nights but then you look at like a taylor swift whatever how many shows is she doing she's like like eight hundred thousand shows in one year uh, she's been to break every record on earth it's been the funnest thing to watch and, and what she's doing you know but you're providing the same thing taylor swift is doing these shows that are just like visually stunning every move she makes on stage is an instagram moment everything she says is just perfectly placed your show makes you feel the same but it seems like it's, it's the opposite i'm sure there's a lot of planning going on shows you have a, you have a set list but it looks like you guys are just up there like just do uh, what do you want to do next all right let's do that song. <laughs> it's, it's pretty close man we're just jamming dude we're doing um I left a lot of room in my set open for that, like for the feeling of the room. You know what I mean? Because right. I feel like music's supposed to meet people where the room is. And we're also like, I don't know why I've always been this way, but I feel like it sounds a little better when it's a little sloppy. Right? It's normal. It's organic. Yeah, it's like there's this like supernatural thing, which I love what Taylor does too. I am a Swifty. 
for the record. There you go. Go on the record. First time we've ever talked about this publicly. Somebody clip it and send it to Taylor. I love her. She's from Hendersonville, Tennessee, and we never met, but we're we're, we're like neighbors. But uh, our stuff's just like a little more sloppy in general. And that's just, you know, I don't know. Bob Seger, there's another Bob Seger quote. He had two of my favorite quotes in music. He said that, one, just search for songs you can sing with conviction. That's quote is on my studio wall now songs you can sing with conviction yep just that easy like what the most easy way to think of it like just search for songs that you can sing with conviction and he said man it was something different about the silver bullet band because they played just a little sloppier he was like it's just something that made it feel more you know like he's when he talked about what he thought his best records were he's like anytime i did something with a silver bullet band it was just a little more grit a little more slop to it you know is that just a known thing on the stage with your band or do you ever have to stop down and go hey can you slop this up? No, no, bit? no. I have to unslop them. Yeah. I have <laughs> okay. to catch them backstage before the show. Like somebody hide the tequila for another hour. You know what I'm saying? Because these guys will go. Gosh, you guys seem like you, you you run it high and hard. I mean, after 44 sold out shows, are you going to be ready for? <laughs> oh, no, dude. We'll do good. We'll sleep. I'll get some rest. But I also, man, I'm telling you, dude, I, I drank probably two nights this whole tour. Now, the band, those degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, you've been doing music a while now. Now that you've been out on the road, what do you? What have you learned about anything? The fans, the music, the traveling, whatever. That is kind of a surprise to you. Maybe a tough question to answer without mm. thinking about it for a minute. But like what? Like there's got to be a learning journey going on for yeah. you. Well, I'm surprised still at how many people know me outside of the show. Like this whole thing to me, Elvis, is still. I don't understand it yet. Like we still pulled up to like I left my show the other day to go to like a store in Maine. Mm. And on the way back, I had a moment where I was like, man, is traffic always this bad here on a Tuesday? And it was my concert traffic. And we were waiting on the police escort to come get us you out You were of the traffic. problem. I was the problem. Yeah. You were right? the fender bender. Yeah, I was like, this isn't like, I still don't get that. That's what's surprising me the most. It's just crazy. This is all awesome, but just, I didn't expect it. I don't know what I thought. Even when you look at the ticket sale numbers, you're like, man, this is a lot of humans. This is a lot of souls and stories coming into this show tonight. But until you see them, and when you see them in the arena, it's one thing. But when you see them in the parking lot tailgating and partying, or you know what I mean? Like, you see the city's hotels selling out, you're like, I couldn't imagine what Taylor Swift feels like, dude. I mean, you talk about her, dude, she shakes the entire city's economy. Oh, no, they, sh- they show know? up on the Richter scale. They it's, literally did one night. God, I pray for that day. <laughs> you want to shake the, yeah. the earth? And you got to think, my fan base physically, her fan base is twice the size of, 10 times the size of mine with people, but my fan base physically is twice the size of her fan base. So could you imagine? Are you talking about, like, the weight? Yeah, like, physically. <laughs> Right, you know what I mean? Like a lot more adults, you know what I'm saying? I gotcha. Could you imagine the damage we would cause the MetLife Stadium if we ever got there? You know what? It, did you play a lot of like roadhouses? Oh, did you dude. ever? Did you ever play a show where you see in the movies where they put uh, chicken wire up in yes, front? Yes, I played one of those. Okay, tell everyone what where I was going with that because some people may not understand what I was. What, uh, chicken oh, wire in yes. front of the stage. Real, this is this is a real thing. They put up chicken wire. Right. And I and I asked them the first time I got to play one. I said, "Why don't y'all put why chicken wire?" They said because when people were throwing the beer bottles and they were hitting like regular fencing, mm-hmm. it would still crack and go through. They were like, the chicken wire just kills everything. So these guys, I mean, because these bars were literally rowdy enough that you got behind the chicken wire because they'd start throwing stuff. 
That's why I've been. I've had the most fascinating time, Elvis, watching all these <laughs> artists get stuff thrown at them on TikTok. Right. And I'm just all oh, these people never played a bar. Like if you're like you don't know, I don't know what it's like not to have stuff thrown at me. Right. You know what I'm saying? I've only played to this day. People throw brawls or pot. I get lots of pot. Right. I mean, like Cypress Hill amounts of pot thrown on the stage. Every, it's like, I've been getting stuff thrown at me. My whole. I played the Gathering of the Juggalos. Somebody shot a bottle rocket at me once. A bottle rocket. A live bottle rocket. Yes. Me See, and that Yellow can, Wolf. That can get through chicken wire. This is true. That can get through chicken wire. But yeah, we play, I played a spot in Lewisburg, Tennessee that had chicken wire at it. I'll never forget. I played a lot of places that had big fences or just big, you know, it's man, them old just scary bars, dude. But yeah, I would think that if you're playing a roadhouse and they're throwing Lone Star beer bottles at you, you are getting hit with the liquid of the beer, the backwash. Oh, yeah. That could be like success. They, they love me. They're all getting messed up out there. They're loving the show. Oh, yeah. It and, was like the first time I played The Gathering, they shot me with Fago. And I didn't understand that that was how they endeared you. Like, if they sprayed Fago at you, if they, spray, if they sprayed pee at you, they didn't like you. Okay. Right? Yeah, it was that dramatic of a difference. Fago, thumbs up, piss, thumbs down. How do they throw pee? Oh, dude. They, they put a pee in a bottle and throw it? Yes, and then just, yeah, it's crazy. I seen a girl get hit with a bottle of pee at the gathering one time. Her name was uh, <laughs> Tila Tequila. It was Tila Tequila. Oh, we know Tila Tequila. We yes. heard of her, absolutely. Yeah, I was there when that happened, the famous gathering incident. It was crazy, dude. So if you get a hit with a liquid, it takes a second to realize, well, either it's beer or pee. And you got to either smell it or lick it, right? <laughs> oh, it's the only oh, way to oh. find out, Elvis. <laughs> There's no time to send it to you the lab. You got to sit there and go, or go, Oh, God. That's it, dude. Music, so glamorous. <laughs> this glamorous career you've chosen. Oh, let's talk about, let, let's go back. Let's go back. Where are you from? Tell everyone your story and uh, what motivated you, in your opinion, to get you where you are today. I would say that I'm from Antioch, Tennessee. Um, my mom and they gave me the nickname Jelly Roll when I was a kid. My name is Jason D. Ford. I was born in Antioch, which is a little town right outside of Nashville, you know, 20, 30 minutes on the outskirts of town. And. I grew up just in a house that loved music, and all I wanted to do was make music, and it see, I, I never had another thing I wanted to do but music, you know? And this was this has been my whole life. I understood purpose of music when I was young. You and I spoke about it before briefly, but like, music resonated in my household different. I watched people deal with drug addictions by listening to music. I watched people get sober listening to music. I watched people relapse listening to music. I had all these... I watched people deal with mental health and trauma and tragedy through music. It was like we had a house that we didn't talk a lot, but we'd throw on records. You know what I mean? So it was funny, I ended up being a big talker, you know? But that's what got me into music, and that's been my purpose from, from day one, was I call it therapeutic music. It's real music for real people with real problems. So you, you say, Jelly Roll, that you always wanted to be in music. Does that, does that mean as a kid you were fantasizing about becoming a successful millionaire doing music or just playing honky-tonks anywhere USA? I mean, what what did that mean to you then, being in music? Yeah, the early dream was just honky-tonks, right? Because I didn't see, I didn't know, you know, they, um, they say you believe what you're exposed to. And I'd never seen success, right? So it was like, I seen dudes play the local bar, and I was like, yo, if I can go play some local bars, dude, I can make some money and not have to commit uh, nefarious criminal activities. You know what I'm saying? I was like, so I just wanted to. And then I started seeing scale. And then that's when you start going, oh, man, I'm dreaming too small. This is like, this thing could be a thing thing. You know what I mean? But initially the plan was just to, you know, I guess I never even associated money with it. 
You know what I mean? I just associated like these dudes were doing what they loved for a living. They were touching people and they wasn't selling drugs. There you go. And that's what inspired me. Jelly Roll, what a great conversation I had with him. And I want you to hear the whole podcast, Thinking Out Loud with Elvis Duran. That will be out next week. And here's Jelly Roll. Need a favor. I 